Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness, tranquility descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. Some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and intimate manner makes them relatable. So without further ado, let's begin. You know, when you go and you take anything and the measurement for yourself, taking fully, is anything wrong in that? To have your right properly, is anything wrong in that? So why Quran is criticizing that? You know, Quran should criticize that these people, when they give other people in, in the measurement, you know, they make loss for them. They cheat. So that one can understand. But Quran, uh, Quranic criticism starts with those people, those when they take, they do, they take full. But taking full is not a problem. You know, if you have a right to take full, you can take full. Why, what the problem there is? Because the Quran, Quran actually wants to make one point very important. Quran wants to first emphasize that what is the nature of the human being. The nature is that people are born for justice. And that comes clear from their own way. So when they take measurement for themselves, they take full. That proves that people are born for the true nature. So now when they measure for other people, they should do the same. Since when you take for yourself, you take full, so the way should be when you give other people, give in the full. If you don't do the fully, you are going against your own nature. Your nature is, considerably, everybody who does robbery, ask them, do you want to be robbed? People who kill others, ask them, do you want to be killed? People who do adultery with other people's sisters and daughters, ask them, do you want to happen the same thing with your family? They will never do like that. They never accept it. It makes very clear that people have got two measurements. One for themselves, one for other people. That what Quran wants to emphasize. That these people, when they measure for themselves, they take full. And that established the justice is in the deep of the heart of the people. Now Quran is criticizing when the same people, they measure for other people, then they make losses. Then they cheat. And then the Quranic verse says, Don't those people you know, either realize, ever realize that they are going to raise Resurrected for a big day. Anyway, inshallah, that I'll explain later on uh, in much more detail. But if you have any questions, please ask. Okay, as usual, we take alternate between brothers and sisters. Okay, as it's usual, we'll alternate between brothers and sisters, inshallah. 
uh, who has a question. And those who are online as well could write the questions on the on the chat panel, or you can send it to questions at neoc.org.uk. You mentioned that the surah was revealed to Mecca. There's different opinions about this. One of the opinions is that it was either uh, revealed, the first six ayah was revealed in Medina, uh, and in the back of the the, the ayah of Yusuf, uh, the Hadith of Medina, does uh, say that it was revealed when the colored people of Medina. Some people say it was revealed in between Mecca and Medina, and those who say it was revealed in Medina put it pretty much the last surah that was, that was revealed in Medina. Those that say it was revealed in Mecca put it in the last surah that was revealed in Mecca. Is it possible that it was probably started off in Makkah, the later part of it, probably went on during the Hijra, and then the, last, the, the first six were completed uh, when they arrived in Medina? Making all three opinions kind of right. You know, thing basically, I, actually, I, I hinted to all those problems in the beginning, uh, anyway. You know, this whole thing about uh, causes, causes of revelation. These things actually, you know, there is much a big misunderstanding among the mind of the people. Whenever the companions say this surah or these verses have been revealed in this case, I explained it so many times, uh, there are two meanings for that. One meaning is because of that case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed those verses. Another meaning for that is they want to apply that verses for this case. It could have been revealed sometime ago, sometime else, in for another case. But they just want to say this verse also can be used for this case. For example, you know, if somebody now in my time, some, I see somebody cheating. So I say to him that for you, this verse has been revealed. And then I read this one. So what meaning is it? Not that now it, I, I get revelation. Meaning basically, I want to apply this verse for his case. So people use this sentence. So I also see that for people like you, this verse has been revealed. Or somebody does prayer very nicely, so I say, Qadaf al-Mu'minun, al-Ladinu fi salati khashihun, or this verse has been revealed for you. So when people, when the companions say the verse has been revealed for in certain cases, it has one of these two meanings. Either really it has been revealed in that case, or it could be that verse also can be applied to this. That way I can see, for the same, for same verses, sometimes we get two, three, or maybe more than three causes of revelation. It was revealed only once, but other time it has been applied. So what is happening is, and because also there is misunderstanding of the people, because people think that since people of Medina, they used to have, you know, uh, uh, a farm and they have, you know, dates and this, and they used to measure in the volume, they used to cheat, and in Makkah there is nothing like that. So, you know, this is more, more connected with, with Medina life, but this is not true. People of Makkah, they are people of business. Business people need measurement more than anybody else. So they also used to have measurement. So it was revealed there, and then when the Prophet came to Madinah Munawwara, he saw you know, people of Madinah, they're doing this cheating, then he read the verse to them. The people are thinking, it has been, people use this word that it has been revealed about them. But it was not revealed at that time, revealed before, and Abdullah Abbas, you know, it is his story, he says, so it's second meaning more appropriate. Otherwise, he was not present, neither in the first case, nor the second case. He became, you know, he came to Madinah very, very late. You know, he just got, got around two, two years of the life of the Prophet So simple thing, and also if you see the context properly in, in, in all those things, how Quran is, it is very much connected with the, all the statement before that. It is basically one of those Makkan surah in Fesan and the of Judgment. So what you say, there have been a group of the people saying something like that. But I prefer the opinion of the people who say this surah also has been revealed in Makkah, something you know, maybe earlier period, 
in Makkah al-Mukarramah. But later on, people use the certain verse of, of, of the surah to apply their conditions. And some people you know, use the words being revealed for those cases. Or meaning was because they want to apply the verses, uh, uh, verses to, to that case. But anyway, you, you are right. There are more than one opinion in this matter. You know, the thing really is, you know, I explained this before as well, whenever any injustice is done against any individual or against any, any community, whenever justice, injustice is done, if there is any other, any proper way without creating any problem, you know, to, to get the justice, people should take those measurements. So for example, you know, if anybody has robbed someone, and you can think really that, you know, there are, you know, you can approach to authority and you can get the justice, or oh, no, somebody is cheating you, somebody harming you, somebody hurting you, and you can get uh, without creating any new problem. There is no doubt Islam does not mind people to, to, to make effort to get justice for their cases. But when you think really that you, know, the weak, you have got a weakness and also the system has got a weakness, there is no way that you can justice. And when you actually make effort to for justice, you, you waste your, so much of your time and at the end of the day you get nothing, then you know, best matter basically is wait for the right moment. You know, be patient, do sabrikat, it, it is not going to be uh, to un unnoticed, it, un understand properly. If people uh, have no way to help you, Allah is always to help you, but he wants to see your sabr, it will come. So we never say people, you know, don't make effort to get justice. You know, make effort to get justice as long as you can get justice properly and easily. But sometimes justice actually in this world is so costly and it comes after such a long time, so many problems that one thing really, instead of investing my time, you know, I do th other things and leave it for a while. So that actually I advise most of the time people that, you know, that do your things properly and when you are harmed, if you can easily can take justice, then do it. If you not, then be patient, do sabr, one day justice will come to you, inshallah. You know, I remember once, long, just a few years back, uh, the uh, uh, in Allahabad High Court in India, they passed a judgment on cert a certain property claim, and the claim uh, you know, came the court the case came into the court uh, 150 years ago. Three four generations died. Then after that, uh, you know, judgment happened. You know what is that? So much money had been wasted. So many people have died. All those things, and then after that, you are getting is this just justice? Islamic way justice, you know, should be quick. I as possible, even if it is something not full justice, but then people get freedom and then they do something. But if you have to wait so long time, time is wasted. And sometimes you make a claim for 1,000 pounds, but to get 1,000 pounds, you have to spend 2,000 pounds. Is it, is it, it doesn't make any sense. So that's why, you know, if you can see really that the world cannot deliver justice to you properly and the way you want really, then the best way is to help society 
to get the sense of, of justice and for your own rights, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know that what a, a, a literal meaning is, but all the people have been doing saying is this is not reference reference of a particular case. It is a reference to a particular character. So this character can be you know in the in in the money. It can be any social action of the life. So it is not just confined to that. To anywhere when the people actually always emphasize about their rights, not about the duties. These verses can be applied to those people. What is the question? The question is about you mentioned in the beginning about defrauding people, and the brother is asking the question about uh, how about defrauding the organizations like, for example, tax, tax, HMRC. Uh, defrauding tax men. Uh, the thing basically is, you know, any lie, any cheating of any kind, it is not allowed. And when people live in any country, any society, you have got a a, you know, a contract. Basically, you have to follow the law of the country as long as they don't, you know, any fundamental way they contradict your belief and your faith. So the thing properly is paying a tax in any way, you know, going against your religion, against your belief, against your faith. Think properly. And actually, why people doing this something like that? So this thing should be much, much, very, very clear. And you know, ask, 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 ask the ulama, discuss. They will make very clear for you that what happening. And if everybody start doing that. That actually, the problem actually for this, this thing, let me make it more clear. When it comes for that paying tax, people always want to you know, have, get away. But when it comes to get the benefits, then they make more claim. Isn't like this, it's in the same verse? When you want to make your rights, then you basically you want to take more than actually what, what you deserve. When you have to pay back, then always think, you know, this is not right way, this is too much tax and this and that. But why you want to take the benefits? The same thing, laws are the same country. But when it's got to take the benefit, then everybody is more active. When you have to pay the tax, then people don't want to do that. And if Muslims really want to live as the community of believers and faithful and, 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 and loyal to the Lord and the our community, they must follow these laws properly. Otherwise, they never, never can make any impact, any influence on society. Otherwise, Islam basically will be like we quite can say that as Jews used to have in the past, a religious makeup. Islam, our Islam will be just like a, like a makeup. We go to the mosque, we put on head scarf, we put to topi, we are religious. But nothing inside. Islam does not want Islam to be identity. It does not, it's not a belonging. It is not a makeup. 
that you put on and you become Muslim. It is not like that. It is something deeper. It is actually to change the society. Islam basically is obedient to your Lord in yourself and in your family and also in the society. People see it, this obedient community. They are the, com the community who actually follow the laws. They are not. Otherwise, really, you know, one of the scholars said, I, I, I like he said at the moment, if you read the face of every Muslim, you can say, see that is written there, I am the lawbreaker. I break the law. Every Muslim actually on his face is written. Is it Muslim like that? Muslim means obedience of the law. That's what Muslim means. Aslam Islam means to surrender to the law of God. But every Muslim has got written on his face that I break the law. This is very bad for Muslim. You know, people should get the sense. You know, if injustice has been done to you, still Islam wants to have sabr. There is no injustice and still you want, people want to cheat. How Islam can allow something like that? And it is really religion which wants to make people pure. If we are not pure, how can we make people pure? So this really must, people must get, I know, I, I, I know in the society there are really certain people, even if the, their father or somebody else has done something wrong, they still want to pay all those things back and they want to make their money pure. I just think really, you are responsible for what you are doing. But there are still among our brothers people who are concerned that if our father or somebody else in the family has done something wrong, taken money by wrong way, they want to clear that and they have pure money. Not easy. But people do that actually what Islam wants. Once you make the purity and then the barakah will come in such a way. You know the companions, they did suffer for 20 years. You know what happens? Then all the money and all the treasures that were kept by Roman Empire and Persian Empire for 1000 years, more than that, all came in their feet. If actually those companions had done all the robbery and everything in the world, they never would have got such a money. They never would have got. But the patience, the sabr for Allah gave them so much they never would have imagined. Arabs never would have thought really they would get the both in parts in their hand. They never would have thought. But Allah gave them. So the way I, in the world, Allah has always made in all the blessing connected with obedience. When people want to get the blessing you know, through other ways, they never, never can get. You're pushing in the wrong direction. You never can get. So simple thing basically is that Muslims must follow this verse in every aspect of the life. Not only in the prayer and the fasting, every aspect of the life. In society, in the community, in the financial matter, in every single matter. Charity 
would that be considered transgression in the way of love? Because it's called, I don't know, a picture of the camera Professor, can you summarize the question? I think you know, I have difficulty to hear, especially for, the, for such a distress anyway. So if you can just explain, uh, Faisal, the question. No, okay, it's just a little louder. Yeah. Okay, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. Can you come, come here? I didn't understand the question. Sister Zafi, a group of Muslims in the village of England, they gathered together to help refurbish, rebuild a church. And the sisters asked in terms of what you were teaching before to be nice to people and to be good to people. Is this considered something good because it is to do with somebody else's religion and it might be church and people that they are doing so. Can you help? Uh, that's, that's question number one. And the question number two is... Um, uh, to helping to refurbish a, a, a church? Church. 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 Oh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and question number two is... And, and she's mentioned as well that this had created a good impression among the Christians, but uh, there was lots of uh, criticism against the Muslims by other Muslims saying that this is not to be done because it's for a church. Uh, and and the, number, the second question is that sister was asking uh, whether the money that they raised, the Muslim raised, would it be considered standard You know, understand one thing very clearly, that whenever we help, you know, in money way, any other community, we help them as a human being. The meaning basically is if somebody does not have enough to eat, we help them to, you know, for eating, for drinking, for, for houses, for something that they need really for a financial matter. We can, because all human beings are the same. That we help them in that way. We give them money so they can have enough to eat. For example, there are poor Christians, we should help them, no doubt. If they are poor Hindus, we should help them. You know, for helping even animals, so for eating and for, for this human thing, for life, any life which gets something which can help to live, no doubt is charity from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is charity, sadaqah. If you spend money on Christian or Jew or Hindu or even on the animals and, and, and because you want to, them to live, to have life, you get reward for that. It is sadaqah and charity. But when people are actually human beings, they leave the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they commit sin. They do zina, for example. They do disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or they do shirk, they don't worship properly. Think really what is our responsibility? Is our responsibility to help them to do that more? Our responsibility to save them from that? So for example, if, you know, if, if we have to save them from the fire of hell or we have to make them to be more in the fire of hell? So if Christian people, not the human being, our duty is to help them for eating and drinking. But the way they worship their Lord, that is wrong way. It is going to make them to go in the fire of hell. This is our duty that to save them. So how can Islam allow Muslims to help them? We have to come to them, you know, help them, give them money for eating and drinking, be nice, and, you know, and you know, invite them to your house for food and everything. But for the religion, I always make very clear for them that you have to worship Allah alone. There is no worship, no one other than Allah to be worshipped. So Muslims are never, never allowed to help people in their wrongdoings, in their injustice, in their shirk, 
in the kufr, no, in the endorsement. Muslims have to help people in the worldly matter. And for the, for the matter of the religion, they have to save them from the fire of hell. If you help them there, then they, you have no message. It is hypocrisy. On one hand, you are saying the shirk and kufr, they are forever in the fire of hell. On the other hand, you are helping them for shirk and kufr. If somebody does zena, you say zena is kufr, zena is such a big thing. And then also you give him money for, to do zena. How can we be allowed? Understand this is properly. So we no doubt we help people for the worldly matter, for, uh, for, for the matter of the human being. But when it comes for the religion, our duty is to save them from the fire of hell, to make this thing very clear. And we should not be hypocrite. So helping basically is two. Like the Prophet said, Help your brother when he's wrongdoer and also when he's wronged. Your brother, when he's wrongdoer, help him, and when he's wronged, also help him. So the companions say, when somebody wronged, we help him. But when he's wrongdoer, how can we help him? He said, stop him from wrongdoing. When you stop him, that's how we help him. If some people worship someone other than Allah, their help is to stop them from worshiping anyone other than Allah. Not holding hand, but nice dawa, nice character, some way to stop them from, from, from the fire of hell. This is our duty. So one has to be understood properly. We, we encourage people to give charity, to spend money, to save their life. That we must, must do. We, then we don't make distinction between Christian neighbor or Muslim neighbor. Between Christian poor and Muslim poor, we don't make any, any distinction. But when it comes for the guidance, we must make effort to save people from the fire of hell. You know, the thing basically, Umar Rahmanullah wants to say that I am not scared of my death. People think, you know, he's dying now, you know, he should take revenge. Umar Rahmanullah said that in, the, in this life, I have no fear of the death. Death is not that somebody kills me or somebody poisons me, I become scared. I have got only one fear in my heart is that how I am going to be accountable and standing in front of my Lord. There is no fear in my life. The fear of the death is not a big thing in my heart. What fear in my heart actually is that how I am going to stand in front of my Lord. That's what a believer should do. I, I have to understand properly. Faisal, repeat the question. It is still not very clear to my mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. The first question is about uh, Pakistan. Yeah. Favorite subject. Yeah. Uh, they say that uh, uh, to get anything done in Pakistan, you need the right people. In the Pakistan, what they do? So, what is the question about that? The question is that does this rising also fall into the case of Al Mutafiqin? Okay, yeah. And the second question is that you mentioned about we should not support rebuilding churches and religious things to support the Quran then brother was asking, uh, what about giving Christmas greeting cards and stuff? Is that the only thing? You know, the thing is, that, you know, whether bribery is in this verse or not, eh, but bribery itself has been, you know, forbidden in the Quran so many times. The Quran says that don't eat the people's money unlawfully. The ulama say unlawfully means that you take their money for no right. The bribery basically is, you know, forbidden in the Quran and the Sunnah, the person very clearly, that, you know, he said, Rashi wal Murtashi, Kelahumafinar. The people who give the bribery and the people who take the bribery both are in the far of So, you know, that actually, you know, no doubt haram. It is not only case in Pakistan, really, it is a case everywhere in the world. The people do on, you know, uh, on different uh, scale, but everywhere in India, in Pakistan, and also I actually heard that in Saudi Arabia, there are cases like that, you know, people doing the bribery so much and uh, uh, widespread everywhere. So, this is uh, one of the, you know, main sin. sin. That actually, I was, you know, thinking that Muslim scholars, you know, in Pakistan and Muslim countries, they are more interested to establish Islamic state without having an Islamic society. It is spent in, instead of making so much effort on fighting and dying and killing the people for the state, why don't you make effort to create a sense of religion in the society? Why don't you make people to hate actually the haram thing, unlawful things? That, that's your duty is. And people don't understand you are expecting from the power and the state more than it can deliver. This thing that, you know, to make the society Based on justice, you don't need power. You need actually da'wah. You need actually to create the sense in the heart of the people. That we don't want to do. Educate the people, train the people, create the fear of Allah in the heart of the people. Otherwise, even if you get the power, bribery will never can go away from the society. In power and state, they never can help you. What needs really is a sense. You know, you make people to, to believe in that, to believe and the sense of, uh, I, I know, about justice and the hereafter, that what makes people actually to, to avoid this, this haram thing. That, that, you know, I always, not only in Pakistan, but everywhere else really, many, many ulama, they wasted their, their effort on wrong direction and the society has become more and more corrupt. Because people think really, since we don't have a state, we can't do anything anyway. Though actually we could do more than that, but we never think we can, can do anything. So, you know, this, uh, this problem really should be tackled and, and no doubt really Allah's mercy and Allah's help never can come to a community where all these money problems remain like that. Injustice, wrongdoing, haram and all that remain and then we expect Allah to help us. You know, we have become like, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, one of the classes uh, recently that we have become like Jews. Jews basically wanted to be treated as the belie uh, believers or they wanted to have dignity of believers without being believers. Now we Muslims want to be treated as Muslims as the believers and, and to have the dignity as the believers without being believers. We are not believers. We are not Muslims. We don't listen to Allah SWT, but we want Him to help us. We want to be treated as believers, but we don't believe in all the haram business and all that's going on in the society and still we want Allah SWT, you know, is going to help us. Our second question is, no doubt really, we don't want to help people in their religious uh, uh, activities, but at the same time, we don't want to create a tension in the society. 
because it is our duty really to make it to uh, society in a more friendly so they are ready to to hear our message it is very very important muslims need more than anybody else a society of the friendship and you know and nearness than any other community if actually there is tension in the society it is our duty to uh, to to remove the tension we must do this and no doubt these people have so many misunderstanding to certain time in the workplace or you know when you are working with the people colleagues you are in christian and other so you know these things christmas card and christmas gift and many of these things have become part of the culture though it is connected with the religion so deeply that it is very difficult for for you to explain to them and it will create more distance between you and, uh, and them so sometime when you really feel that you know it is very difficult for you to explain things like that so i don't f- f- find any harm to write you know a card you know for greetings if you think it, it can help and you know and, and make a, make them nearer to you so there no harm to write a, you know a, a, make a card or some you know gift something like that but you know when you give the card make it more neutral you know do not make it for example even giving something always make people happy if you give people something they give some gift they will become happy even if you write a card which is simple card or maybe card you know seasonal greeting or something like that uh, you know uh, 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 like a new year card something like that not necessarily religious they become happy night nice message something good message this that i don't think really their problem especially when really we want to do work of dawa so there no harm in that if it really can help muslims to live nicely with other communities Okay. So, the brother is saying that this bribery is like widespread. You can't get anything done without bribery. So, does the ruling? No, no. Actually, I, I was more concerned about taking bribery. That was our answer. Taking the bribery, how sinful is? But when you are not okay. out, he's huh? talking about giving. Bribery. Yeah, yeah. When people are forced, like in in in, in this society, people, when people are forced to pay interest. pay usury you know sometimes you can't afford a mortgage mortgage but you can't buy a house without paying something like that so yeah in when it is need necessity or need even the people can do that similarly you know in many countries when you think really you're you can't get anything without paying some something but a bribery then yeah it it to oblige to that then no doubt in that case whenever need of the people comes even things which are not which are not allowed they can be allowed to so this actually for individual people like we give this fatwa you can do that but as whole really we muslim reformers need to do something we need to reform the society you know pakistan our country now it is 70 years i'm not talking about india but interesting really 70 years nearly you know pakistan has built do really think that we have done any serious effort to remove injustice from the society we have done so much effort you know to against shia against qadianis against this and that but we have ever made effort for this thing to help our own brother there are so many you know if a, if a sunni is killed in karachi they will write there are people who will claim more, uh, 10 20 shias because one sunni has been killed but the share so many sunnis are dying out of the hunger nobody cares so many sunnis have been wronged by sunnis so many women have been in a dishonor nobody cares just think really what we are doing to all the reformers all the people are busy really in the sectarianism in uh, uh, other community but they are not thinking really that what is what our community needs 
people don't have enough to eat we don't help them. they die out of hunger nobody cares but if they're killed by by shia it becomes a big news big thing for us a honor for us we fight for that you know it's all arrogance to no doubt really all the reformers all the ulama actually one of my teacher sheikh rahmatullahi used to say that people ulama of pakistan they should be grateful to allah that they've got a country like that they have got country it's muslim country where they live with muslim majority the ulama should be grateful and now the duty is to reform that society to build it properly to help them not to create a tension divide the people on the name of the sect and religion and this and that and fighting and not helping the society you know muslims basically from very beginning in pakistan and muslim 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 movements and also muslim ulama in pakistan they have been doing a negative you know uh, policy all the time always negative whatever government does does they go against that they never make help uh, effort to help the people it never happens you never hear actually the people helping always complain you can see really if somebody becomes qadiani you know problem but there are many many people in the society they don't believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the, you know people are born muslim but they don't have proper belief nobody makes effort but if somebody becomes qadiani it is big news you know we are not taking taking seriously the duty basically is to help people to help the society to really help the poor people and the needy people properly and then islam will come but otherwise you know if you want really the only state can do something it never can happen You know what is happening if there is a Muslim country and none Muslims are living uh, you know, as citizens there, so no doubt they have got uh, uh, full rights you know, to follow the religion properly. No doubt. Islam, actually, uh, Islam encourages actually Muslim Muslim rulers. They must be just and must give people their proper rights to follow the religion properly. As long as they don't interfere with the virtues of your society. So for example, like drinking. In some religion, drink is allowed. So we don't mind the pe- those people if they are living in Muslim country. to make their drinking inside their houses inside their you know places as long as they don't disturb the wider society so anything that does not disturb the values of the wider society if they do that there's no harm that if muslim states they are taking taxes and things like that from other religious groups and also they take from muslims and they help muslims to build the mosque and things like that so no doubt if the tax money which is collected from the non muslims to spend on their religious matters in that way so i don't think any harm in that if they are spending on the muslims because they take money from them that return to them there is no harm to to do that actually our muslim rulers have been doing this if you look read the you know you know in indian history and the person who had most uh, bad in the bad name in india aurangzeb rahmullah taala and actually he is actually one who built so many temples for hindus he built so many he actually so pious king and you can see really somehow the history has been distorted and most hindus at the moment they, they hate aurangzeb or aurangzeb among all the muslim rulers actually he is the one who has so many so, so many temples built by him and also he gave so many endowments for the hindu temples he spent so much money for them so there no harm because if you take it for that to give them but at the same time the rulers and the muslim society they must be very much really full interest properly that how to save the people from the farafel it is not only to help them in that respect but that did not happen the dawa is not happening that should be our our main priority
We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.com org and show your support please click on the donate button and give whatever you can our institution is dependent on the generosity of people like yourself